Freestyle Travel. Hey everybody, this is the Freestyle Travel Show and I'm your host, Kenny Flannery. And this episode is going to be about the Bivy Pack, which is a backpack that I designed that turns into a little bivy tent ages ago. Uh, so I'm going to talk about that. done a couple Kickstarters for it, one of which I'm in the midst of. So I'm going to talk about what it is, how it works, how I came up with it, plans for the future, how things are going right now. So I just realized this is the 25th episode, actually, the Freestyle Travel Show. It's a little quarter century milestone. It's cool. It's been going pretty good. Uh, if you haven't heard this show before, like I said, my name's Kenny. I've been on the road since 2007 when I left uh, my apartment in New York. Just been living out of a backpack that whole time. And I generally don't stay in one place for much more than a, a day or a week kind of thing and keep on cruising. But once in a while, I'll stick in one place for longer than that, close to a month or so. It's a little more rare. I did an episode just on that called a Bases and Breaks a couple episodes ago. You can listen to that. But essentially, every episode I start off just catching catching you guys up on what I've done since the last episode, where I've been, what's been going on, and then jump into a topic. So in this one, it's going to be the bivy pack, but previous episodes I've talked just about hitchhiking or couch surfing, or I've talked to and interviewed friends and people I've met traveling just to hear their stories or to uh, get their input on a specific topic like travel finance for one episode I did that with uh, someone in Nepal I met, and yeah, it's always something to talk about. So, since the last episode, uh, I interviewed Christian in that one, talking about his travels in France. He was a model there and decided to live on the streets anyways, just to keep his money for other things, and he had a bunch of good stories. Pretty good episode, actually, if you want to go back and listen to that one. But I'm at his place in Biloxi. And since then, I've gone over to New Orleans a couple times. Once, just to drop off this cyclist who is cruising around the south, uh, trying to drum up work and whatnot. Gave him a ride back to New Orleans and went to a pretty good brewery there. Uh, But this weekend, (coughs) pardon me, I've been in touch with this girl in Mobile, and she texted me kind of out of the blue and was just like, I'm thinking of going to New Orleans this week, and I was like, that's exactly what I need in my life. <laughs> so, she shows up the next day, or, yeah, I guess the next day, and rolls up with a dude in a unicorn onesie, and this train-hopping guy who plays the banjo, and she's all dolled up, uh, ready to go to this conference. Her whole deal is she's throwing a like a marijuana march in Alabama, like every other state where it's not legal and there's someone trying to get it legalized, and she is that person for Alabama. So, yeah, I was like, all right, this is quite the crew. This is what I need. <laughs> Let's do this. So I hop in the car, and I get all their stories. Um, so the dude in the unicorn onesie is someone that she met once before, and he just rolled up in the mobile where she's living and just in that unicorn onesie just for the night just to kick it, so he ended up partying all night with her and her friends and uh she's like i'm going to new orleans and he's like i can i can go to new orleans i got a car we can drive but all i got is this unicorn onesie she's like that's fine it's new orleans (laughs) it's all you need and then they met this banjo player in the throes of the night and uh gave him like 20 bucks and some food and stuff and asked him what his deal was and he's like yeah i'm trying to hop a train to new orleans here pretty soon and they're like we're driving we'll give you a ride so 
the three of them came and scooped me up, and off we went. Got to New Orleans, we uh, dropped him off right away, and he just melted into the New Orleans streets. We didn't see him again. <laughs> I'm sure he found his buddies and started busking or something. Uh, meanwhile, we go to the Airbnb, and she just decided to blow off the conference that she was going to go to. And instead, we went to her friend's place that she had met, who has this art gallery that she was thinking about getting into. Uh, we're hanging out with him, and just a party just starts going for it. Turned into a pretty uh, psychedelic night. All of a sudden, this dude's like, I got an extra ticket to the Dead Show. She picks up a couple extra ones. So all of a sudden, we're at the Smoothie King Center watching uh, Dead & Company. i never seen any version of The Grateful Dead before, so that was pretty crazy. It's like... I don't know, just went from nothing to being there. Uh, John Mayer going off and people going crazy. Nitrous balloons all out in the street. Police right there, not, not caring at all. Just letting it all go. <laughs> so her friend, uh, we went back with him afterwards. There's some big giant after party that we were going to go to, but we ended up getting swallowed up into this impromptu party at his place instead that went on for a while and uh yeah pretty fun there ended up being ended up heading back to the airbnb we stayed up till like six in the morning or something just letting it all out and got up the next day went back to that same dude's place party there a bunch of the people who'd thrown the after party and other stuff and i don't know knew knew the band i guess they were all having some big celebratory like crawfish, crawfish boil and oysters and stuff. So we were all in on that and a bunch of cool people there. I kept getting introduced to people like, you should know this person. I'm like, all right, well, I'm just kind of out of the loop. I've just never seen their face before, but <laughs> I'll definitely eat some crawfish and talk about stuff. Have a good time. Uh, at some point, she went back to the Airbnb to go paint and whatnot. So me and Unicorn, we, we held back. We were having a good time. But I got a message from a friend uh, that he had just moved to New Orleans and was hanging around playing the accordion just as of a week ago from New York. Took an Amtrak down. And uh, Unicorn had never been to New Orleans, so I was like, he, my buddy's in the quarter. you never been to the quarter. Let's go check it out. Went there, met my friend. He had just finished up playing accordion. Went and got some beers with him. And then uh, our artist friend, the Marijuana March Girl, I guess she's referred to as the Weed Chick. <laughs> so... Uh, she comes and joins us, and yeah, there's just dudes on the street offering us stuff, and there's a, a bar nearby. We wind up there. We just wound up all over the city, and then the four of us just all crashed at the Airbnb once again. We were going to leave the next day, but we went over to that dude's house again, and someone wanted to see the Joan of Arc statue, and you know, one thing leads to another. We're having beers, and this girl's booking another hotel room, so... Another whole full day of craziness. Um, yeah, pretty pretty freaking awesome, actually. This is exactly what I needed. Uh, we finally got on the road the next day, and obviously my friend with the accordion stuck around town. That's where he's going to be living now. But I got dropped off back here in Biloxi just uh, yesterday, two days ago. Back to uh, responding to Kickstarter messages and all that kind of good stuff. And I uh, just did an interview for a fishing show, actually, just right before I'm recording this. So, did that too. And, uh, yeah, back in the bivy pack mode. Gonna keep on prototyping and whatnot, so let me uh, jump into what the bivy pack is, what that's all about. The bivy pack. <laughs> 
All right. This is an idea I had early on in my travels that matured quite a bit as time went on. But when I first started traveling, I had a ton of stuff. Like my backpack empty weighed five or six pounds, which compared to this most recent recent version of the Bivy pack weighs a pound. And it's not just a backpack. It's my, my shelter as well. Um, I did have a shelter when I first started. I had a bivy sack that my brother gave me. It was a military issue. It was Gore-Tex. It was, it was real durable, but it was real basic. There were no poles or anything. It was just a sack that would keep me dry. Uh, it took up a lot of space. It probably weighed a few pounds by itself. Uh, I loved it. I mean, I could camp anywhere with it. It was good. But when I first started traveling, I had probably a 60-liter pack. And it was probably about 60 pounds because uh, my mindset then was if I could fit it inside the pack, then I could take it. And not only was I bringing things that I thought I would need day to day, things that I'd possibly need for camping, uh, not only were those things just heavy in general, I was also bringing nostalgic items that I couldn't let go of because I wasn't just going on some trip and coming back. Like, yes, I've been back to New York and I love going back there, but I'm not going back to a uh, my home, my storage unit or anything, anything that I left behind was gone forever. Basically that was the mindset. Um, so certain things I was like, well, I don't want it this to be gone forever. So I would bring it with me and yeah, it took some time for some of those things for me to finally let go of. But even within the first month of being on the road, it was like, this is ridiculous. Like everywhere I go, it's like, it's a, a trek, you know, like I don't, I don't want to walk around the city too much because a burden carrying all this stuff and going hiking even was just a lot so yeah within a month I laid all my stuff out on the beach and did a big purge just made piles and was like all right this I'm not going to use this I can finally let go of giving stuff away doing bigger purges like that and little stuff along the way but as I got rid of more stuff and started thinking about things more clearly and trying to see where I could use things for other purposes. I would be in my bivy sack at night and thinking about my backpack. And especially eventually I did get a slightly lighter bivy sack that did have poles as well, which made a big difference for it not to be on your face, you know, had the bug netting and everything built in. I was like, this is pretty cool, but the poles are either made from the same thing as the frame of my backpack, or they could be made from the same thing. And the, they share a similar shape and this could just be, this could be the same thing. And I really got in my head like, all right, I want to do this. And I would just start drawing it out and I would talk about it to everybody, whether I was hitchhiking or meeting someone or anyone who brought up camping or anything, I would bring up this idea. And my hope was that someone would either know of something that existed already they're like oh haven't you heard of this or they'd be like oh i know how to make that <laughs> we could make that or something um or try to talk me out of the idea find some hole in the idea why it wouldn't work but nothing really came up every once in a while um i'd be i'd find something online some idea that was somewhat similar uh but usually they weren't for sale first of all it would be like a concept drawing or something just it didn't actually exist and more importantly nothing was even really close to the idea I had there's usually some flaw or it's just totally different like a jacket that would turn into a little shelter or something that was basically unusable for hiking stuff like that so 
Um, I just kept on throwing the idea out there to people. And finally, I met this guy in Georgia who's about to go hiking the Appalachian Trail, and he'd been making his own gear, hammocks and other stuff, and I told him the idea. And he's like, yeah, I've got a sewing machine and stuff. We can probably make that if you want to sometime. And uh, I was like, heck yeah. So I came back a little bit down the road, had more of a fleshed out design, and we started making some different versions of it. I uh, went out hiking with one, and then I traveled with one of them for uh, I don't know, a couple months or so down in South America and came back and uh, improved upon that. Then I traveled with another version for three or four months over in Europe and some other spots and finally came back and we made like an upgraded version based on that experience and at that point I was like, I think this is good enough for for anybody. Like <laughs> not just me, I think we should share this. So I uh got on Kickstarter. Uh if you don't know what Kickstarter is, it's just a crowdfunding website. So basically you have an idea like the bivy pack or maybe you're making a movie and there's a certain amount of money that you need to make that happen and so you set that goal in that case it was 7500 bucks that would make it so worth it to get all the different fabrics at different costs and things and uh and yeah you set that campaign usually up for 30 days people have to uh basically pledge for the backpack or uh, pledge for little things. People who just like the project in general can essentially donate money or get something like a, a t-shirt, that kind of thing, and support the project. And hopefully you hit your goal. And if you don't hit your goal, nobody gets charged money and it just doesn't happen. And if you go over your goal, happy days. Uh, so set that up, film some videos and things, and people liked it. So And we hit the goal. So I was stoked and hitchhiked back to Georgia. And then I was in and out of Georgia for a while. Uh, the dude I had originally met who helped me make uh, some of the original ones was just busy with work, busy with, um, I don't know, <laughs> disc golf and just doing stuff that he wanted to be doing. Um, so I was kind of in and out of there when I could be making stuff and ended up making basically all of them on my own. Kind of taught myself how to sew. He showed me some things and... I uh, had that space to, to do that in, which was great. And finally got it done, and I was pretty much over it when I left, to be honest, because it was a long time for me to be in one place doing the same thing over and over. But I was stoked to get them out there, uh, have all these other people have some experience with them and get their feedback and that sort of thing. And Several months later, I was at a friend's house in Phoenix, uh, a good friend and he's got some sewing machines and stuff and I'd come up with some new ideas, made a new version of it with this new material that came out that was like a waterproof breathable material. It was super light and I really wanted to try it so I made a whole whole new one and I did a lap around the world in that one um, and during that time I didn't have many opportunities to sit down and make any huge changes. Once in a while I'd meet someone with a sewing machine and be like, oh it'd be cool to move this strap from here to there, that kind of thing. And did that kind of thing. But finally, my friend in Mississippi I'd met, he'd actually picked me up hitchhiking. He always liked the idea and was kind of bugging me about it. Wanted to get in on it somehow and help out. Uh, so I decided to come here and whip up some different things, do some testing, and got good enough for another Kickstarter. So jumped into it again and just launched that about 10 days ago. And it's been going pretty well, actually. Hit the... 
set the goal at 10,000 this time because uh, using some different materials and that'll allow us to get the, the bulk cost and I don't know, it'll just make more sense to make that many and hit 5,000 bucks real quickly. <laughs> so there's still 21 days left as of this recording and now it's actually it's upwards of 6,000 and change. I think it's two thirds of the way there and only a quarter of the way through the actual uh, 30 days. So I think it's gonna hit. It's gonna be pretty cool. Make a bunch of them this time. Uh, so I'm getting real excited for that and getting real excited to get on the road again already, actually. Uh, it's gonna be the best part is <laughs> having the, the fresh baby pack to get on the road and then hopefully leave with a more sustainable way to have these packs because after I made the first round of them, I was getting messages pretty frequently, at least once a week, sometimes more people who saw the Kickstarter and they're like, hey, can I get one? And I just had to respond, not really. <laughs> I'm not really making any more at the moment. So the idea this time is to make it so, make a bunch of extras and then have a, a system in place where these will be being made all the time uh, with or with ma without me here. And that's the other benefit this time is there's gonna be some talented uh, seamstresses and whatnot uh, helping me out this time. Uh, to make them so it's going to go a lot faster uh, a lot better all around and yeah sustainably moving on forward so establish freestyle travel gear as uh, the brand and that way I can funnel my other ideas into that as well uh, different, I different ideas for different gear that I'll get into down the road but it's been, uh, it's been a good ride opening this thing up to the kickstarter is pretty crazy because uh, a lot of people start hearing about it, and I just start getting messages from everybody, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I got everything from praise to critique to just strange messages from people who don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> and it's funny, because I'll get people who ask real technical questions. They're like, what's the actual waterproof rating of X fabric and this and that? And then I'll have questions from people who are just like, what do you do when bears are around? I'm like, What? <laughs> In relation to the bivy pack or in life like what are we talking about here <laughs> I don't know so it's I, don't know, I gotta answer everything pretty much but it's cool and some of the critique is good just hearing what people say uh, and just learning how to communicate the ideas a little bit better and how things work like one thing people ask quite a bit is what do you do with your stuff when you're in your in your bivy pack and yeah what do you do with it <laughs> and that's kind of one of the solutions that this thing is is that you don't have to take any of it out because it used to be my bivy sack would be in my backpack so if it was raining especially I'd have to dig through all my stuff get that out some of my stuff would get wet try to minimize that as much as possible and then I'd have to set my bag next to a tree somewhere with a pack cover over it hope things didn't puddle up underneath it it was kind of a kind of a pain so this sort of solves that in that I don't have to take anything out when I get into it and everything still fits either down by my feet or usually I just keep it up by my my head because I've got a system pretty well dialed in where the only three things in my backpack or on the bottom I keep my sleeping bag so obviously I'm inside that when I'm camping um, the next bag I have is a big ziplock with uh, all my clothes in it that becomes my pillow and then uh, the last bag is sort of a catch-all Cuban fiber dry bag where I keep my food and my cook pot and uh, water filter, anything else that's loose, basically. 
and that bag I either keep right next to me if it's not raining. I could keep it out there while it's raining, actually. It's waterproof, but it all fits right by my head, too, so I usually keep it there unless I'm somewhere where there's tons of bears and stuff. i got to hang it up in a tree. That's the other option. And, uh, yeah, basically nothing nothing gets wet. <laughs> so, yeah, the other thing people have asked me about is um, it's designed to use a rain jacket as a fly instead of, you know, building a separate rain jacket or fly for the thing, which would just take more time, cost more money, add more weight. And it's like your rain jacket's not doing anything while you're sleeping. It might as well be the fly. So people have been a little skeptical about that. Uh, which I get, but I think once they, they use it, they'll be like, ah, <laughs> this does save some time and weight and these sorts of things. And I get weird questions, too, about that. It's like, what if I don't travel with a rain jacket? I'm like, if you're not traveling with rain gear and it's not raining, then what's the worry, you know? If you're not worried about rain during the day, why are you worried about rain at night? Um, I don't know. Dealing with all that kind of stuff. And then... Just pretty much people that are just wildly excited about it, which is kind of cool, kind of inspiring. Keeps me at it, so I'm excited about it. And uh, yeah, gonna make a bunch of them. So that is the bivy pack. Anyone who does have uh, more questions about about it, even if you think it's a stupid question, I guarantee you, I've been getting stupider questions. So feel free to ask. Anything is welcome, and. Yeah, I'm going to make a super light version of it, too. So far, there's like one or two or three people who want that version. I'm going to use mostly Cuban fiber where I can, so it's just going to be crazy light, um, super waterproof, and uh, not quite as durable as uh, some of the other fabrics I'm using on the, the normal one. But that's the cool thing about Cuban fiber is the tear strength is incredible, so that's not really a worry. It's more of the puncture um like abrasion and puncturing it's more uh, susceptible to but it's it's much easier to repair than regular fabric you can get this cuban fiber tape and if you get a puncture you just put that tape on there and it's just literally as good as new as far as being just as waterproof and everything else so which is a little bit harder to do with regular fabrics you need like a patch kit and this and that kind of tape it in a pinch but yeah so that's going to be a pretty good one too. I'll probably end up making like a little hybrid for myself in that manner, picking and choosing. So that's the bivy pack. Hope you enjoyed uh, hearing about it and hope you enjoy getting one. If you're going to get one, should be sweet. All right. All right. So that's the freestyle travel show. A little bivy pack action. Like I said, I'm still here in uh, Mississippi. Probably after that last New Orleans trip, and meeting those folks, I foresee some more New Orleans in my near future. I foresee some more Mobile and maybe Pensacola and other little jaunts in the near future. Yeah, should be fun. Uh, meanwhile, in Biloxi, mainly, all I'll be doing here is hanging with my friends, doing more uh, tweaks to the design, little last-minute things. been talking to people all over the place about manufacturing and stuff, but it's probably going to end up going down right here uh yeah so if you want to get in touch with me you can uh do that you can also now go to freestyletravelshow.com get my contacts there if you just want to hear about my travels in general that's a uh, hobo lifestyle.com there's no sponsors for this show but i am an amazon affiliate 
So if you go to uh, hobolifestyle.com and click on the gear page, I recommend quite a bit of other ultralight and cool travel things that I don't make, but you can still get through Amazon. And uh, yeah, I get a little cut of those things if you get them. So it's kind of nice. It doesn't cost you any extra, but we both win. So pretty cool. All right, you guys. That's it for the Freestyle Travel Show, and I will see you down the road. With all my shit straight, I'll get my big brain.